Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week, we'll be hearing the fine music of Dennis Stromat, who is single-handedly preserving the musical traditions of the French Creoles who settled in what is now the state of Missouri over 300 years ago. We'll also be going down to the vault to see what musical gem from the past Mark Jones has picked out this week. And we'll hear from Charlie Sandage about traditional dance in the Ozarks. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Over 300 years ago, before the Louisiana Purchase, France owned most of the land west of the Mississippi River. French explorers who came up the river found a paradise of good farmland, furs, and more importantly, seams of rich lead ore called galena. Before long, French Creole settlers were building farms and digging mines in the hilly country south of present-day St. Louis, Missouri. These settlers brought with them a Creole fiddling style that has somehow stayed alive in remote parts of the region. Taught to play fiddle by local Creole fiddlers Roy Boyer and Charlie Pascia in the tradition of their fathers, Dennis Stromat gradually became an adopted son of the French Midwest Creoles living along the Mississippi River near St. Louis. Here's Dennis Stromat with a set of great tunes recorded live on stage at the Ozark Folk Center State Park.
Thank you. So, uh, how many of y'all here came here to hear some Cajun music? <laughs> we don't. We don't play Cajun music. <laughs> We play French music from Illinois. <laughs> hey, they're still out there. <laughs> they're still here. Hey, they didn't leave yet. All right. Well, actually, it's true. Uh, although we may end up playing maybe one or two Cajun songs, we're actually here to play Illinois French Creole music for you. French Creole music from southern Illinois and southeast Missouri and southwestern Indiana. They still haven't left. But... <laughs> They're convinced now. They're convinced, okay. Our area really is kind of a combination of really two kind of major musical factors in southeastern Illinois. Um, we don't really have um, like a bluegrass or old time tradition per se, you know, musically. You essentially have uh, some of the French traditions along the Wabash uh, in southern Illinois, which, you know, where we are pretty much is right up against southern Indiana which, you know, you have towns like Vincennes, you've got St. Francisville, and we have the French, you know, his heritage and musical traditions of that area uh, sort of butting up against a, a newer tradition that came in in the 1920s and 30s, and that's actually Western swing music. <laughs> so our, our music is a very weird mix in some ways. All right, well, we're going to do a song here for you. This is one of my favorite tunes, uh, a waltz uh, that I learned uh, from a lady named Annie Paget in the Old Mines, Missouri area. She's one of the, uh, was one of the French speakers in the area that I learned to do a lot of the ballads from. It's a song called La Belle Blondine is the name of it. Uh, essentially what happens in this song is a, uh, uh, a daughter who is the Belle Blondine, the pretty blonde, she becomes very upset with her father in the story, decides to kill him and bury him under the cellar, uh, in the cellar, um, in the house. So this is a very pretty tune. and uh, uh, Creole love song. That's right. It's a Creole love story. So uh, we hope you enjoy it, and it gives you warm and fuzzies after you hear it. C'est la belle blondine Marorelona, c'est la belle blondine qui fait une chanson. Hey. 
Thank you. I could really, myself, was really kind of longing to hear more of the French music that we had, too. And no one spoke French anymore in our area uh, and along the Wabash. So there was just some of the music, fiddle tunes, but not really any language. And so that's what eventually led me over to southwestern Illinois, uh, south of St. Louis in that area. So I found out about that and kind of got into that and started going over there and trying to find out more about our own past by going over there because they had held on to the traditions longer over in southwestern Illinois. So that led me over there, which also eventually led me to a pocket of the culture in southeast Missouri. And it's, But what happened over in southeast Missouri that happened different than in southeastern Illinois in southwestern Indiana is they held on to the language uh, in southeast Missouri. Okay. Well, anyway, all right, we're going to do a fiddle tune for you, and I'm just going to shut up for a few minutes. Let's do, uh, let's do a little bit of uh, Old Man Lucky. Old Man Lucky. Yeah. Okay. Some called You Homme La Chance. That was an old song that came from a great fiddle player by the name of Charlie Paget. Charlie was a, was a great fiddle player that lived in the Old Mines area of Missouri. And all these tunes that we're doing, these are all song that, songs that come from southeast Missouri or southern Illinois or southwestern Indiana. 
which is our, our pocket of French culture uh, in what was what was called the Illinois country, or in French is uh, Les Pays des Illinois. I, what happens is that I find recordings that had been made by Alan Lomax in the 1930s of some of the last French speakers in my communities, in my area, and then I eventually find this, and I'm like, oh, wow. Everything that I had learned in this other community, though related to mine, opened up the window back into my own. And so all of a sudden, I get a deeper sense of connection to my own community because now I can understand the historical context of the stories in the songs. Now I can actually repatriate those songs back to the communities in our area, you know, that has sort of been lost in some ways. And so it's been great fun these last 10, 15 years because, I mean, we've resurrected the Mardi Gras celebrations, you know, some of the old French uh, celebrations that have been held in the Vincennes, St. Francisville area. We've been able to bring those back, teach people some of the words, you know, and the language and all the French families, the Bouillers, the Cardinals, the Aubuchons, you know, the, uh, the Curés, you know, we're able to take the songs back to the families and say, all right, here's the heritage. And this is another tune that comes from the Illinois country, a song called Duvian Tu Bajar, which means, oh shepherd, where do you come from? This is actually a Christmas tune that I learned from a, a great singer by the name of Ida Portel. I'll show you, she was a very sweet lady. Anyway, it's not looking good for no, you. I know, yeah. So, well, yeah. <laughs> Don't let me 
fiddler Dennis Stromack playing La Belle Blondine and Old Man Lucky. Dennis finished that set with O Shepherd, Where Did You Come From? Let's take a short break, after which we'll head down to the vault to visit with my old pal Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Let's take a trip down to the vaults under the Folk Center. We do this every week. Uh, We've got a fine man down there, Mark Jones. He's the sound engineer here at the Folk Center, and he spends his days shuffling around looking at the old music that we've got stored down in the vault. So we'll take a trip down there and see it. Hey, Dave. I'm so glad you came down to see me. Well, it's kind of dingy down here. We need to get you some light bulbs, Mark. Well, we got to save money as much (laughs) as we can. I see what you mean. What kind of music have you got picked out for us this week? You know, Dave, there's folk music, old-time music, and then there's another kind of music that was played around here some. It's called bluegrass. And uh, one of the finest bluegrass banjo players that I can remember being around these parts was a feller named Walter Gosser. I remember Walter. He played that three-finger style, didn't he? He sure did, and played it good and sung a real high tenor. That's right, Mark. You know, mostly around here, most of our banjo players play the style called claw hammer or frailing or drop-thumb banjo. That was the original style probably that came across the Appalachian Mountains with the original settlers here. But as we all know, back around the 1940s or so, Bill Monroe came up with that bluegrass style, and bluegrass banjos become pretty popular too. And then on the recording that we're going to listen to, Mike Hill, who taught English around here, he played mandolin. And then, of course, you got Dean Hinesley playing guitar. And it's really good. I, I enjoy him. What's the name of this one, Mark? Roving Gambler. Let's have a listen. All right. I am a roving gambler. I've gambled all around. 
deck of cards, lay my money down. sing the high tenor, couldn't he? Oh, he sure could. Some of the fondest memories hearing him sing high tenor. There for a while, Dan Hassler owned the Mountain View Auto Parts here in Mountain View, and every Thursday night, we'd have pickings there at the, in the back of the auto parts store. And boy, before you got to the door, you could hear Walter singing a high tenor. And he sure sounded good. Good, strong voice. Well, that was a great song from Walter Gosser, Mike Hill, and Dean Hinesley. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Dave. A vibrant blend of Celtic, Canadian, and old-time sounds, Dennis Stromat's fiddling bridges the gap between contemporary Canadian and Louisiana Cajun styles. Preserved by families in the Ozark foothills, the music remains largely intact and true to the traditions that have been passed down for over three centuries. 
Here's some more of his fine fiddling. <laughs> okay, this is a tune, something called Je Fetu Maitresse, is the name of it, which means I found a maiden. And uh, this is a tune that would be called a chanson de metamorphosis, is the name of it. It's the, we call it the changeling song. Essentially, it's a story about a, a guy who falls in love with a girl and says, I'm going to come and marry you on Sunday. And she says, well, if you come on Sunday, I will not be there. He says, well, if you won't be there, I'll chase after you. She says, well, if you chase after me, I'll turn into a bird and fly away. He says, well, then I'll turn into a bird and fly after you. She says, well, then I'll turn into a doe. And he's like, I'll turn into a buck and I'll chase after you. And she says, well, then I'll turn into a fish, and I'll swim off. And he says, well, I'll turn into a bigger fish. And so he goes through all these different animals. They go through several more animals changing. He's running. The guy continues chasing after her. And somehow, changing all through these different animals, he gets to the end of the song, and he drowns. <laughs> so um, anyway, we'll do the tune here for you. Je fais Chassez le cœur 
you know, just in the last several years to, you know, the Smithsonian, the Library of Congress has had us perform, the Kennedy Center, and they've, you know, because guys like Joe Polite and Charlie Paggi had performed at the Library of Congress and the Smithsonian too back in the 70s. Some of the, you know, Charlie, who I learned from, one of the fiddle players, they performed there before. Well, the, the assumption was after they performed that at some point the music just died, you know, in the 80s and it's gone. Well, nobody knew, I guess, that I had been there, you know, and spent years, you know, learning the material. And then so now people have kind of been like, wow, we thought it was dead. And there's this guy that's actually playing the music. And that's just how I learned to play. I didn't even know that it was important. I really didn't. I didn't go there to be important. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, I was just having fun, hanging out, learning about my own history. And what happens in the process is people like the music and they're like, wow, this is different. And so, you know, we've been asked to play all over the country, Canada, uh, going to Canada next spring. Uh, we have uh, a season, you might say, that begins around Christmas. And there are several songs that kind of go with that season. And what happens is on New Year's Eve, you have the very first, very first traditional uh, feast or fete that happens and the biggest bouillon of the year. And this happens in Prairie de Roche, Illinois. Essentially, this is a tradition in which people would dress up in costume and put on masks and go house to house begging for food and for drink. And the idea is not to drink everything and eat everything right on the spot. The idea is to save much of this through the season of what is called Carnival. Because six days after the, uh, the what's called La Guillaume on New Year's Eve, they have what's called the Twelfth Night Ball. And the Twelfth Night, 12 days after Christmas. But this is the song that accompanies the running of the Guillaume. When people go house to house, it starts as soon as dusk comes, groups, now there's just one main group, like in Prairie de Roche and St. Jen, go house to house begging for food. And this goes until midnight. This is how long it will go. And you go to many, many houses. And you sing this song, which is the begging song, a part of it, something called La Guillaume is the name of the Guillaume song. And this song is known to be probably at least seven or 800 years old. And that's on the short end. It's probably much older. Kiji.
you know, and we're starting to get people interested, you know, and, you know, by getting, especially like in the language, you know, in the music, but it's got to start somewhere and it really has to start with the language, I think more than anything, you know, I mean, the, the music you can do, but that language barrier is always going to be there. So we finally starting to get people interested in like doing classes and workshops that I'm doing, you know, uh, you know, that people are being, that are being held through the old mines, historical society and places like that. I'm doing them over in Vincennes, Indiana, uh, near St. Francisville through the colleges over there. And we're getting people coming and wanting to learn the language and younger people too, you know, some people in middle age and young people, you know, are just wanting to learn about it. And so this is creating, I think maybe a groundswell of people who are finally saying, oh yeah, we do have something important here to say. Okay. You know. Well, we have the benediction. You, you gotta have the benediction at the end of the house and it's which the Capitan, he apologizes for coming into your house, getting mud all over your floor, knocking down your chairs, breaking all your bottles. And, but hey, what are friends are for? So anyway, I go, say on a fire, on me, Things have changed because, man, when we started the, the, the Fete d'Automne, there was like 150 people. Now we see 1,500, you know, come every year to the Fed, which is this weekend. It's on Sunday in Old Mines, and people travel from all over the world now. You know, we have people fly in from Quebec that come to see us perform, you know, mainly because they're just fascinated by our music, you know, because it's not Cajun, it's not Canadian French, it's neither, uh, but it's related. Creole fiddler Dennis Stromat playing I Found a Maiden, The Begging Song, The Benediction, and Chevalier de la Table Ronde. Don't go away. After this break, historian Charlie Sandage will give us his take on Ozark traditional dance. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. The first thing you'll hear at an evening musical performance in the main auditorium of the Ozark Folk Center is a fiddle setting up the tempo for a square dance. It will be energetic with unmistakable driving four-count beats, and the tune will be right out of Ozark tradition. This fiddler, Roger Fountain, is a favorite among the dancers, but our list of solid local square dance fiddlers, male and female, young teens to well past retirement age, is a long one. Joe Jewell, in addition to being a musician, represents another important group to the center. He's a versatile, traditional dancer and square dance caller. Well, we always open our shows with a traditional Ozark square dance. Uh, now, these square dances that we do here in the Ozarks are different than anywhere else in the country, even in Appalachia. Uh, we do the exact same dances that have been danced here for over 100 years. Um, we're not polished. We don't wear taps. We wear traditional clothes. Uh, the dances are done just like they would be at a house party. In fact, in many cases, house parties have a half a dozen of the regular dancers there. And we'll, if somebody doesn't really know a dance, we'll pull them through it. While times for it are written into each night's programs, it's really impossible to predict when someone on stage might break into a step dance. Then throughout the show, particularly in the first half, they will have what's called a jig dance. And they'll invite anybody out of the audience to come because it is a solo dance uh, similar to clogging. Clogging is a step done with toes that is done in North Carolina. Jig dancing is like Tennessee flat footing. Your feet are kept low to the ground. It's a rhythmic dance or it's a soft shoe dance, depending on how you do it. There are no definitive steps. It's just get up there and let it go. Uh, people call it clogging, not knowing any difference, but it is there is a difference there. But there's a million steps. There's a, a lot of the older people do what's called a sticker in the heel, and it's kind of a little limp, look like you're limping a little bit on one leg, and then you limp a little bit on the other. Uh, I learned from one of the old-time dancers a shuffle step uh, that, that you can do on one foot or two feet together, and all forms of variation of that, which more or less is a shuffle back and forth with a little rhythm going on with your heels. Couple dances either were or were not part of tradition for Ozark families, depending on which community a person lived in or even in which decade. If your folks belong to one or another conservative church, you might not have been allowed to attend any dance at all. Although what was called play parties were pretty much universally approved and they featured movements that were just about identical to square dances only done to chance instead of fiddle music. But mysteriously, it seems, few Ozark girls grew to womanhood without somehow mastering the basics of the waltz. Perhaps it was just instinctive. Well, the waltzes are traditional. They're not, they're not Viennese waltzes where you just spin, 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 spin. Uh, and again, a lot of the dancers that have been dancing for several years have developed their own little styles with little twirl outs. And, and again, we ask the audience to come join us. And in many cases, we get a lot of tourists and a lot of semi-regular people that come to the shows a lot will come on stage and dance. And some of them are marvelous dancers. And they just say sometimes the stage is so crowded, it's like bumper cars. The two-step 
was a relatively late arrival in the Ozarks as elsewhere. Yeah, we, we have a, a, another dance that's done uh, quite often throughout the shows, and it's a two-step, uh, where you do two steps forward and one step back. It is danced to four-four time music, whereas the waltz is always danced to three-quarter time. The oddball thing is that a waltz, you always count to three. One, two, three, one, two, three. And in the two-step, you count to three also. One, two, forward, one back. One, two, forward, one back. So you count to three in both of them, even though you're dancing to a totally different type of music. Uh, and again, we get a lot of people, particularly Texans, that come up that are very good at two-stepping. As with songs and tunes, dances and even dance steps performed here can often be traced back through Appalachia to European, often British Isles, roots. Um, when I was in the Shetland Islands in 2005, uh, I took traditional dance courses over there, my wife and I did, and noticed that they were doing a, a, a kind of a step dance called the back step. They called it the Shetland backstep, and they did this step the entire time they did their equivalent of their square dancing. So I learned that step and came to back here and had a shop up at the Folk Center. One day a lady came in and said, my father has been the step dance champion, flat foot champion of Tennessee for years, and he has this great step called the Tennessee backstep and it was identical to the Shetland backstep. And it just shows you how it came from the old country. Over the 40-plus years since the Ozark Folk Center began operation, yet another dance tradition has emerged, or more accurately, a long-established tradition has been continued here. Many people come here having never attempted any dance move that wasn't in vogue when they were growing up or that they learned in some formal program. Many of these visitors, or newcomers to the area, finding themselves intrigued with Ozark traditional dance, have put themselves literally into the hands of local dancers to learn. Joe Jewell's wife, Susan, comments on how it goes during such events as the wintertime practice sessions held for aspiring dancers at the center. Yeah, you have to push and pull and holler and, and uh, grab them and yeah, it's, it's uh, they, get, they get manhandled if, if they want to continue dancing. <laughs> Grandma laughed and Grandpa too said, Lordy Bertie, watch the children you're And that's how classic Ozark oral tradition works. That's promenade right off the floor, that's all the hair and the no more. Thanks, Charlie. With the blessing of the Creole people of the Midwest, Dennis Stromat is its passionate ambassador, expanding interest and excitement in a region that has been in many ways ignored by the history books. As a result, the French music, language, stories, and culture once hidden away in the Missouri Ozarks now has a voice in the wider world. Let's wind up this week's show with three more tunes by Dennis Stromat. Dennis will play Si Grand Marier, the burning desire, and finish up with Probably the Boyer stomp. In the morning, because that was when he would come and wake me up with a cup of coffee and say, "Get out of bed, let's play some music." So we'd do that all day long, and this is one of the tunes we used to mess around with: Western swing, Hadley Castile style, something called Grand Malheur. <laughs> Thank you. 
Tu connais grand malheur Écarté Oh, t'es pas les voix Tous les jours, tu m'appelles Tu connais grand malheur With the red red song, some folks call her Dinah. Stole my heart away from me way down in Louisiana. Oh, take me back to Tulsa. I'm too young to marry. Take me back to Tulsa. I'm too young to marry. After having met all these people and just enjoying, I was just enjoying going to the house parties. I just enjoyed being there, you know. And then it's like all of a sudden you realize, well, yeah, I guess I I know something, you know, because people start asking you questions. Well, do you know this song? Yeah, you know that song? Yeah, you know. And then they're like, well, could you come and play? Yeah, you know. And then that leads to something else. And probably my my I guess my biggest crossroads was when I finished my masters and. Uh, and then went to school at the University of Quebec and got my French degree. And it's kind of like, well, now what am I going to do? I realized I could have just gone anywhere. But I essentially just made a conscious decision to just stay in southern Illinois, you know, near all the French communities, because I felt that if I left, because almost all the people were gone that I'd learned from, that everything I'd learned would go with me. I was just really afraid you know, for the communities. And so I just made a conscious choice to stay. All right. Well, this is a tune um, 
by a great, another mentor of mine. This guy was a great fiddle player and singer, a guy by the name of Wade Ray. He helped me out a great deal, and this is one of his tunes that Wade did back with his group back in the 1950s, a song called This Burning Desire.
Thank y'all, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this good Creole fiddling. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page and check out our website at ozarkhighlandsradio.com to listen to past shows. I'm Dave Smith. See you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.